Hello and welcome to We'll Make a Disnerd Out of You. The podcast where we take a deep dive into all things Disney and what they mean to us. Your resident Disnerds, Tom and John. Tom, hello. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. I've had a very chilled time recently. Um, I feel like you probably uh, a little bit knackered at the moment and still kind of excited about something. Where have you been? Tell me. Well, I have been to Disneyland Paris. So exciting. First time in two years. So exciting. Um, Disneyland. It's literally like I'm still buzzing. Um, How was it? Say that again. How was it? Oh, it was phenomenal. It was so, so good. I went during COVID. That was my last time. So the last time you went, was it all, because I've, my only experience that I've had so far of doing a a theme park during COVID was I went to Thought Park when it first reopened and it was all very restricted, obviously, and it was all very masked up and they were kind of dousing rides with, Mm. um, with kind of anti-back stuff and whatever. What were they were they full on severe when you were there last time? Like how yeah, was it? So take what we were like in our country and then yeah. treble it because it was really? France. Um and uh, the rules were you had to um you booked your hotel um but you you could be maskless in your hotel room. Yeah. The moment you walked out of the hotel room, you had to have a mask on. Yeah. You walked back through the door to your hotel room. And um, so, so even- Inside? Even inside in every building, inside, outside, everywhere. everywhere. Um, wow. So, you know, when you're sort of leaving to go into the park for early magic hours at like half eight in the morning yeah. and not coming back until like seven o'clock at night, you've had you're a master, the yeah. whole time. Um, the only time that you weren't allowed, I mean, when I went, it was okay. So, you, when you were sat at restaurants, you could take your mask off. And you were allowed to eat and drink without your mask on. Yeah. So people who were went just before it closed in the October yeah. twenty again. Um, I know that they were saying that it got it got really strict again to the point that even when you were eating, you had to have your mask on and you took your mask off to put food in your mouth, then your mask back on. Oh, stop it. Then when you're chewing, yeah, no. Yeah. So it got it got very I mean it, it was great and it it was needed and I've got photos yeah. I can put on um from the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean it was a very it was a very different park, very different park. I think I think the thing with this is that Disney is known for the the magic and the and the happiness and escapism. Yeah. And I with that you you don't get the escapism. However, well, you you did because actually like I was so certain about I was going I had yeah. to, I'd got my annual pass I'm going and yeah. the best thing about it was that they did went beyond trying to get that magic mm. in everything they did so, so they, did, they did kind of compensate and yeah well that you mm. couldn't go and stand next to a character so the character mm-hmm. would literally be standing there there would be a rope and you had to then take selfie um, selfies with the character rather than someone taking your picture with the character if that makes sense so what so basically you're taking your selfie and the character's kind of within that picture but you're not actually anywhere near each other yeah and um, a little story so, back to a friend Vanessa Williams really wasn't it basically yeah um, and basically um, the rides there were like 
spaces in between families yeah. as well so like you if you were on your own which I was there was like literally me and then there's like seats in front of me free and the seats behind me free uh, it's um yeah so it was quite um it was quite interesting but the the best bit like I mean, I cry every time I walk into the park anyway but when I walked in it during Covid it was they had the coming home to Disneyland song which I still listen to now <laughs> And they're playing this song and like Mickey and Minnie and Goofy and um, Donald and the chipmunks are all waving from the uh, stage. And like, but also the thing that was really amazing was like all the cast members came out, so out of the shops and they were lining Main Street and like they'd all got Mickey hands on and were like waving at you um, and like welcoming you into the park. And literally, as soon as I saw that, I was just like, <laughs> like tsunami eyes and um, so how is it different now is it back to normal are we happy now everything so, good yes i mean it is um it is back to normal like fully like there is um everything is back to how it was pre-covid um the the character meets are happening the um no one's masked up which is yeah um the um parades are back on fireworks are back on that's the big bonus i mean this time i said i cry every time i walk in but this time around um when i sent you a picture i literally walked in and because i had like a really long journey getting there and i i I was still in my sort of like traveling clothes and i hadn't been able to get to my hotel i was like right i have got some clothes in my bag that my disney clothes and my ears, yeah. I need to go and get changed. So I ran into a loo in, and just got changed. <laughs> but because I was like really like stressed, I was just like, I need to get there. I needed to find my family who were already there. And I walked out onto Main Street and the 30th anniversary parade was happening. Yeah. And literally the moment I saw Mickey, I just burst into tears. I was just like, oh my God, I'm actually here. This is normal. And it was just the weirdest thing because it was just like, actually so much emotion just hit me all at once yeah. it's like actually we are back to normal this is yeah. how I remember Disneyland and like yeah. I think like two years ago literally two years ago to the date that I when I was there it was like this wasn't happening I couldn't stand near anyone I couldn't like meet that character it was yeah. it was all of a sudden just a huge amount of emotion and it was just so joyous and yeah. I, I looked like in com- a complete idiot like sat on my own try because I couldn't you looked fabulous I looked fabulous I always look fabulous but there was like literally so many people there and um I was just stood in the middle of this middle of this crowd on my own crying because I couldn't also yeah. couldn't find my family that was everything I was just, like trying to like they were the <sighs> other side of the the castle and I was just like <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna battle through these people. I'm just gonna stop. What was the message you sent me? Oh my god! You sent me this message when you got there and you lost everybody, and you just sent me the selfie of you crying, and you went, "I don't like a complete dub." Yeah, because <laughs> I was basically sitting there with no one on my own, <laughs> on my own, crying with my Mickey. In it was just like but in a oh. good way, in a good way, in a good way. It's not like a sad cry. It's like an overwhelmed with emotion. I'm here, crying, which is oh god, I'm practically doing it now. Um, I love it. Did you um? So you've just you've just mentioned really really quickly there um this this whole thing with this year and the significance is it's thirty years of um Disneyland Paris or Euro Disney as it was originally known yes um is it is it everywhere you look what are we talking because I know literally you so really... Disney are very good at um doing a quick re theme and um I was really lucky to go to the twenty fifth 
anniversary back in yeah. 2017 and yeah. um it was the 25th anniversary I mean it was huge it was like the silver anniversary etc and mm-hmm. it was massive I remember um I was at the gym when on April the 12th yeah and I was watching on those little screens on like the running machines and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. but my cousin was there at the time she was like oh my god the parade's amazing they did this huge parade where they had every single Disney character you could ever imagine and they did they released the song that they got for the 25th anniversary and it was huge yes um, and like, I would highly recommend it. It's so good. I still cry when I watch this video um, now, but it's just incredible. Like, I remember sat in the gym, sort of running on the machine, watching this video and crying on the machine. Yeah. Of course it was. Um, but it was, the, the 30th anniversary isn't at that level. Right, that, okay. That's the thing I will say. Um, but it's still incredible. It's not, I think the issue, I think it would have been at that level. I think it would have been huge but I yeah. do think COVID still has reduced what they could do um and I mean it's probably reduced budget as well yeah you know the budget that went into the 25th anniversary was huge yeah um and I I do wonder whether there there is a restriction you know usually on a on the um anniversary of the park mm. they change the parade and they change the fireworks yeah they update them it hasn't happened this time so it right. well well however the fireworks i mean the video you sent me oh my god that so was yeah, they haven't so, changed, so cool they haven't changed the illuminations but they have added something yeah. so they're using the current technology of the drones etc um it looks so cool but the actual parade stars on parade hasn't changed right um a little bit of an update, costume-wise and stuff, and the princesses aren't on carriages anymore. They're on the huge float, uh, princess float. Mm-hmm. Um, but the um, the biggest change is that they've got this 30th anniversary show, which, yeah. uh, parade, which um, the music is incredible. I think yeah. it's... Really is it new stuff? Yeah, it's new music that's been um, composed for the 30th anniversary, and I'll quickly find the name. It's in French, so yeah. wish me luck with this. Bon, <laughs> bon luck. I'm, it's, uh, I'm not so good with the French lingo. Um, the, it's called, hang on a second, um, <laughs> Disneyland Paris <gasps> anniversary. Un monde qui si lumi is what it's oh, called. Oh, oui. Um, that's the 30th official 30th anniversary song and then you've got also ready for the ride which is the parade and show song which includes some of and i'm gonna give it a go and mon qui si lumia some of that as well in it but the um the actual um the actual uh, show is so good and involves sort of daytime fireworks and things um some really incredible choreography they have they've used the four mini stages on the center again um and um includes lots of characters you very rarely see so it's got zootropolis um characters yeah. and um coco characters so it's the first oh, time good, yeah with coco it's kind of missed quite a lot so dion paris has always been quite good with coco though and i'll come to that in a minute uh-huh. but um Please do. What's the boy in Coco called? 
um Min, Min, what, Min, uh, Miguel, Miguel, that's it, Miguel. Yeah. yeah, so Miguel, um, yeah, so he comes out in here with his guitar, um, and um, yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, yeah, it was just such a really good sort of introduction to the park and introduction to the, my two days there. Um, yeah. the just in general, I mean, like the park looks, I think looks stunning at the moment so um, I'm going to find out what the name of it is so they've in front of the castle they've remodeled the gardens um, yeah. I think sort of almost taking um, Disney Shanghai lead where they've created these gardens in front of their castle which is all to do with being zen and um, yeah. and having somewhere where your grandparents can go and sit and enjoy something and yeah, um, yeah. and have that all around family enjoyment. Um, the gardens are called now you go to a moment. Just where you're finding that out for people to know, I have just had a look and those three tracks. So there's the French track, there's the Ready for the Ride, and there's also the music for the Illuminations are on Spotify. They are on Spotify. They are. So if people are curious, I might even, if I can, share that little playlist of yes. three tracks. Um, and people can see what you think. They're called Contact. Gardens of Wonder. And what they've done is that they have created these like moving sculptures of all of the characters. And I have pictures of these, so I can fetch share them. Um and so, like, you know, like Timon and Pumba, like Pumba's like spinning around but has loads of like bugs like flying around him. Um so cool. and there's Cinderella in her dress and the birds flying yeah. around. Um, they're really cool. I thought it was just gonna be like, you know, it's just gonna look quite temporary, but actually when I got there, they do look stunning and it's it really just levels up that area of the park and it's yeah. also beautiful, but it just makes it look even better. Um, and then the, what's also really nice is that when you come through um, the park entrance, you have the moving sculptures to celebrate the 30th anniversary on the front of the station. Oh my God, it sounds fantastic. Yeah. Um, I've got a picture, I think I've got a picture of them in the daytime, but I've definitely got a picture of them at nighttime or lit up. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, and then, of course, they've got the um, pre illuminations show, which yeah. is the drone show um which was stunning um how many I, drones were in that the, the video you sent me was fucking insane um it hundreds. looks it's so cleverly done it almost looks at certain points like they are static fireworks like they, it, they yeah. explode out and then just stay there in the sky and it's like oh my god it's, it's so clever and of course you get them turning into like a 30 which looks a bit like a, a mickey and stuff like that obviously I just, um, yeah, I, I... The ultimate hidden Mickey. I couldn't... Yeah, well, that is the ultimate hidden Mickey because it's 30 mm. and it sits... Where the drones are, it sits so beautifully on the side of the castle, so it looks oh, like it's... the 30 becomes Mickey peering. Yeah, peering out. It's so cute. It, it is so, so clever. Cute. I loved that video. I watched the entire thing straight so through it, and it was one of those kind of like special, hushed moments. It does have a special name, but... Yeah. <laughs> I can't find what it's called. Um... Oh, Thomas. Um, I think it's called cool. something delight. Bear with me a second. Um, Disney pre illuminations. The amuse bush, if you will. The um Disney delight 
So it's D hyphen light. Nice. So um, yeah, it's it's just beautiful. It's stunning. And the big thing that's now happening is that we are now in a, a huge developmental stage of the park. Huge developmental stage of the park. And mm-hmm. um, we've got um, all of the um, changes that happen, like the Disneyland Hotel is being changed. Yeah. Um, we've had Avengers, Avengers Canvas op- open, which is phenomenal. I really okay. just... how big is this? So you remember when you went, you know where Rock Rock and Roller Coaster was? Yes, yes. Where Armageddon. Was, right. This is my second equal, which is my equal favourite ride. Rock and roller coaster is such an amazing roller coaster. And I did love the little Aerosmith thing, which I'm obviously no longer there because weirdly Stephen Tyler is not an Avenger. So that's been given a complete makeover, yeah? Yeah. And how is that? Oh, I think it needs another makeover. <laughs> really? No. So um, I loved Rocking Roller Coaster. I only mm. went on a couple of times before it shut. Um, the problem with this is that it's very obvious that they ran out of money. So they've really? got huge video screens in there, but there are massive yeah. holes where all of a sudden you're in quite a lit part of the ride and you can see all the track right okay and because this was the this was the exciting thing about when it was rock and roller coaster the fact it was in the dark and you had these lit up kind of neon yeah hoops and stuff that you're going through and you just didn't know where you were going to go next and that was the the whole fun of it and the fact that it was this instant kind of naught to 60 so everything so, um, up to the actual ride is great so mm-hmm. all the theming like iron man yeah it is incredible it's really and how cool. do they do it is it done in a very similar way to the way it was done with and the Aerosmith thing, are you doing a walkthrough and then you get um yes, where you're queuing and the video screens are there and you're watching yeah. a bit of film and, yes, and is exactly. there a storyline? Um yes, so you're um going out um and you are new recruits to help the Avengers. Um awesome. but it's then it's like the actual walkthrough is better better than the ride. I would oh, say. No. Which is bad. Now, there's rumours going around that they're shutting it after Christmas. Really? They are very wary. Well, shutting it, not completely, but shutting it to renovate it. Right, to retard it. I think we we were going to see more video content, more in-ride stuff from then on. Yeah, okay. Um, Sadly, I didn't get to go on the Spidey ride, the web slinger. That's good. That's Um, good. Because when the time that we slotted for it was actually it was closed um, and it yeah. malfunctioned. So, um, but obviously I'm going in a couple of weeks, so definitely yeah. 100% will be going on it then. But um, when I went in 2015, they were still doing free queue jumpers at that point. So is that now? Is that gone? Like, are we back to like North like track every other? Yeah. Oh, it's premier access. God. And I think Premier Access for the whole day for all the rides is 70-odd pound. Jesus. But then, you know what? If we were going to... I don't know. Is it worth it? No, I just can't. The problem is they've... If... It's because of COVID. They need to recoup as much money as they can. Yeah, I get it. You know, that was one thing where they can recoup the money and the fast track it was amazing when it was free but yeah i loved it it was just it made it was done in such a clever way it was so sensible and you just hitched up and you're given a, a lot of time 
and you just got onto the ride right. and it just meant you were constantly moving and people weren't just queuing everywhere and i know as brits we do love a queue but we do. they do get ridiculous like crushes coaster dear god uh, oh don't <sighs> that's always got the longest queue it's such a good ride but it's got the longest queue just i think queue. we queued about two and a half hours I mean, the fact that it's a ride where when I went in 2015, I don't know whether they still do this, but they had a game you could download. Yeah, they still do. And play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they but, know you're going to be there for such a long time. But the issue with it is because it's um, the like the, the each vehicle only takes four people. So the yeah. amount of um, people that can go on that ride within an yeah, hour each time, yeah. is really low compared to other yeah. rides. So that's hence yeah. why the queue doesn't move so fast. But the um, just in general, like the my my experience is that the park was full, so they were putting mm-hmm. the full park signs up, right cool. over there. But the wait times weren't too bad. They were not the okay. worst wait times. I I got this general feeling that since COVID, Disneyland has sort of gone, okay, let's make our full cap lower. So the yeah. isn't rammed. Yeah. That's up what we're getting our revenue from. Because all of that actually makes the whole experience better. And, right, okay. Um yes, it was busy, but I've been there when it's been a hundred times busy. I went on Halloween, yeah. actual Halloween day on the 31st. I really want to do a Halloween anyway. It's so good. But I went on Halloween and I did the party and everything in the evening. Um and that was round, like to the point and certain points mm-hmm. that day you couldn't move. And I remember being like, okay, I'm just going to give up going on rides and I'm going to go <laughs> meet as many characters as I possibly can. Yeah. Um, and... But then this is the fun, this is the thing about Disneyland Paris is that it's not just the rides. You can really just soak up the ambiance big time. Like I know even just being around Main Street yeah. and loitering there, I did that loads. And there's so much... Um, even outside of the entrance of the park, uh, when I was there last, they had uh, street performers and stuff like yeah. like Disney street performers that that by them they're legit and everything. Um, so it isn't just about queuing for rides and going on forty five seconds. Yeah, it's, it's a whole experience for sure. Yeah. Did you come back with a load of stuff? Oh God, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> New spirit jersey, more pins. Um, I you my- love a pin. I do love a pin. I brought myself a nice little Disneyland water bottle. Uh, Hi. you have at work, and it's just yeah. It's just I just like I was at the staff meeting the other day, and I was like turning it around so everyone could see it. <laughs> in Paris. Like, but yeah, um, but yeah, it's the updates of the park are. Are really exciting and I'm excited for what's happening with Disneyland Hotel um, what they've done to the Marvel Hotel is amazing I can't even explain like I, the one thing I was determined to do while I was there was that I was going to have cocktails in the Skyline Bar and yeah. where Holly, Jack and I went for cocktails and they were gorgeous but also like they make it like it's on the ground floor but they make it look like you're on the, like the top of a skyscraper so they have all these like window video screens where like the Iron Man just flies past or Spidey's that's so past. cool it's so cool and like everything is just so beautifully themed that hotel is stunning and they oh. have one room where there's loads of like photo opportunities where you could be like trying to pick up Thor's hammer or like you're upside down <laughs> and in Spidey's like bedroom um but there is lo- so much happening in the next 10 years. And um, so uh, Avengers Campus is open. That's the first part. And then yeah. 
the next part by 2024, I think. Mm-hmm. Might be 25. I imagine it will be 25 yeah. by the time we get there. They will, are opening up Arundale. So oh. um, yeah. it's where the entrance of the studios tour was. is going to be this mm. huge walkway down to a massive lake where there's yeah. going to be some kind of nightly entertainment. So there's some kind of like Phantasmic is something that happens in um, Disneyland, Disney World. And it's the Mickey Magician show with all the water fountains and fireworks and God knows what else. So there is rumours that there's something like that going to happen on this lake. See, I always think as well, when, when they're looking kind of years into the future about what they're going to be doing to enhance the park and the areas that they're going to enhance that with, that always gets me thinking about, okay, so what are you planning to release kind of movie-wise around that time that's going to be yeah. linked with it? Does that mean, are we going to be seeing a second Frozen sequel? Well, you see, like yeah, I think Will there be a TV are. series? You know, this is, and I this think... is the joy of having Disney Plus floating alongside as well, the fact that they've gone more into kind of like TV series as well. We get mm. way more content. I'm, I might be wrong, but I feel like I saw a, a Frozen 3 announcement a couple of days ago. I need to really? have... Yeah, have a look. I because don't know I've been doing quite a lot of research this weekend, and I haven't seen that. So if I've been no, in on I don't One know. Moment. I don't know whether it was like a pre Or did you dream it? Maybe I did dream it. Maybe <laughs> I did dream it. But anyway, that I think you're right. I think that's what will happen. But um, but that's the next one. So they, they're building like Elsa's mountain with the palace on the side, and you've actually going to have the yeah. of Arendelle. There's also going to be a little tangled area where there's going to be a tangled ride. Um, mm-hmm. And also there's going to be um, they're building a boardwalk. So they're building this beautiful um, boardwalk sort of um, like palace sort of area where it's like you can go for food and there's going to be mm-hmm. a entertainment, a um, couple of rides. They're building um, a U, like a, an England park. So like a, it's like you're walking into like a London park, but it's all going to be like Mary. Oh, Poppins. but how are they going to do it though? Are we going to be having jelly deals? And... No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all going to be like, there's going to be like um, a bandstand, which is going to have like Mary Poppins meets. And this was all in the D23, I think. They we got announced a couple of days ago. And yeah. they've, they've got, and like there's going to be like Peter Pan statues and all of that kind of thing, which is really cool. Yeah, that's lovely. Um, but yeah, and then... After that, we are going to have potentially a Star Wars park. But yes, please. I'm desperate for it. I'm very, very dubious whether it's now going to happen. Really? Why? Because I feel that it, they don't want Galaxy's Edge because Alex Galaxy's Edge hasn't been a big pick. I know, and I'm really gutted because if I could get to Broadway, I would because that is so inviting to me. The whole Galaxy's Edge thing. Do you not think? I want I to go desperately, but the yes. problem is I think they're rethinking what it is and I, they haven't released anything yet whether it's Star Wars whether it's going to be uh, um, the Pandora ride from um, yeah. from uh, yeah Avatar, Avatar. yeah because um, we've got about 25 Avatar sequels finally coming out and of course yeah. they're really capitalising on that um, so which was your favourite ride you went on so um, this time this time round um, it's going to be Big Thunder Mountain oh uh, I love that one just because um, I got to do it in the dark and during the day. And yes. there's just something really magical about that ride in the dark. It's... Yes, there, I've only been on it in the dark. Really? Yeah, because we went on so... it um, when everyone was making their way over to see the fireworks. Right. And there were huge crowds. And we were just going past them. And we were like, 
oh my god there's no queue what are we doing and so we went straight on it and actually it's amazing you're right because you can see so much of the park from at the top of it and just at night time everything's lit up it looks stunning doesn't it it's incredible it's so good i can't explain like just the speed of it it actually isn't a really fast roller coaster but the the way that it's designed it makes you feel that you are doing 70 80 miles an hour um and I, I would talk a little bit about more about sort of its design and it's sort of how it works into um, Frontierland and things. But I love the ride because of the theming. It's you, you have to sometimes go on it more than once on your trip because yeah. the first time you're like, oh, my God, it's amazing. And then the second time, like, I need to take some time to look. At all yeah, to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, and it's. <laughs> the best thing about it so when I took my mum to Disneyland I was like oh she'll never go on something like that she'll never go and she was like yeah I'm up for it I'm up for it and took her on it and she bloody loved it like oh gorgeous yeah, it was so good and I like, got this really good picture of mum and I on um Big Thunder Mountain just screaming um oh, did you get all of the pictures did I get the pictures yeah did you get yeah, them all? yeah how yeah yeah I've got and um, how do they do it there is it all digital now it is all digital. So basically, yeah, cool. um, the lovely thing about being an Infinity Pass holder is I get an Infinity Photo Pass for the year for free. Yes, bitch. So That's every so time cool. I go, I'm actually, I can get all the photos for free. So, oh my God. Okay, these are going to be going up on Instagram as well, then. Thank you very so much. So I have you. got all of my ride photos, including Tower of Terror. Um, it's so hard. I think you need to let me have a favourite ride for each of the parks because I love Thunder Mountain. Like I know what you mean. I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But Tower of Terror is. I love Tower of Terror so much. I can't even tell you how much I love it because it changes. It's not the same every time. Um, so the each each drop now, even from when you went, I think there was like two or three different variations. I think it was three. Because we kind of counted, like, you could start now, to work out which one you were on. Now there's, like, loads more. So they've taken yeah, the same kind of um, stance as Star Tours, and I think there's multiple different scenarios. Um, and each one is different, and, like, the ride going up and down at different points. Like, to the point now, you can get on the ride, and rather than it taking you gently up to the first level where they do a bit of the show... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it can release you all the way to the top and drop you straight away. You don't know that's going to happen. Oh, my God, I love it. Do you still just have a little tiny lap belt over you as well? Yeah. <laughs> the, the thing that I also find in like, Disneyland Paris, <laughs> but, like, you have to take your bags on the ride. Yeah, I know. It's so, so fucked up as well. Like, and I think it's, like, a French thing, but, like, obviously in the UK, when you go to a theme park, they have, like, holders for your bags. Yeah, you've got your you've got your pigeonholes and boxes and yeah. stuff. You chuck all your bags in first and they're just left there and it's very much a you don't touch anyone's bag thing. Yeah. But in France, it's like, no, no, take it back with you. You'll be fine. But I'm going upside down. No, no, take it with you. Yeah, you'll be fine. All oh, yeah. right, okay. And, like, wrapping my bag leg, like, the arms around my legs. Like, just I know. I was, so what I was doing, I was shoving my bag up my T-shirt when yeah. I went on Tower of Terror because I had images of it just flying up to it. <gasps> it does. The, the cage in the room. 
there was also sidebar when I went on it um, with Sasha there was this tiny kid sat next to us and you know when you just get that loose that really loose lap belt yeah <laughs> and we just had images of like the, the carriage like shooting down to the ground and this tiny child just flying up the it, ceiling and then gone it does feel like that and like they, they say with territory you have to allow it and not fight it you have to allow the the moment where you are lifting off the seat i love that moment because it's so because it is that moment of are we all gonna die oh. yeah it's just i i love it so much like the those two rides are just beyond like the best roller coaster their best theme park rides i think i've ever been yeah on. which um which ride did you not get a chance to go on this time that you wish you had so web singer the spider-man rider yeah. which is that um what else um what is that ride if... do you know much about it so i see you've been on ninjago at legoland yeah where you're like you put your hands over the thing and it shoots like lego bricks at different things yeah cool fine so it's one of those it's things same thing, like being a hat, yeah and you're like swinging slinging webs at different yeah. things uh, cool. uh, yeah no i will be going on it again the thing that i i it's a bit controversial because a lot of people hate it but i missed going on it's a small world because it's sharp <laughs> we've talked about this so many times haven't we? yeah you really love that ride i really love really that, love that ride. it is being but it is reopening isn't it like they're, they're it is reopening and and i think it's yeah. going to reopen sooner than people think because they've started to reveal the facade i so, so had something because my google news is pretty much all disney really um, and I swear I had a story come up in my Google News about... Well, I, it world. said that it wasn't opening until 2024, but yeah. I did hear a bit of a rumour that it might open earlier. Um, they've started to re- to reveal the facade of the ride, which wasn't... Yeah. And everyone's like, oh my God, it's the facade of the ride. You know, this is incredible. It means it might open it. And everyone got quite excited while we were there because it, it wasn't yeah. it was all covered the first day we were there. And then the second day, you could see the front of it. And we were like, oh, oh my God, it actually, it could reopen really soon, um, which is quite cool. Um, I just I just love it because it's just, um, for starters, it's a time for you to just sit down on a boat. You've probably been walking around all day. You just yeah, like five that. minutes like, of just sitting down and having a rest. And it's the best ride to do that on. But also, I do love, I mean, so Mary Blair, who designed it, the the artwork of that ride and the way that the models have been created is just, to me, so beautiful. And so yeah. the, the colour, the the design of the actual models, so the shapes that she uses, she's, she's very, yeah. um, she very, relies very much on sort of very um, clean cut shapes in her design yeah no it is and it's very um, stylized yeah and the um the colors she uses are um sort of opposite on the color wheel and mm. that is so good because you are so yeah, you're right. everything that you see um, everything stands out doesn't it nothing seems to blend in no that's the thing it's a huge ride as well like it's it is massive. a huge ride. it's way bigger because i remember when i went in it i was expecting it to be i don't know Professor Burt's Bubbleworks kind of mm. size, and it's not at all. It's it's mega, isn't it? It is huge, and it's the kind of thing where there's so much going on, visual stimulation wise. It's I, it. but it haunts you. It does, my dude. I, oh I my god, with the that song. song. I can't. It's an amazing song, song, but but the 
I they haven't revealed it yet. So in America, they renovated the ride so that some of the models are actually Disney characters. So like yeah. Wonderland is in parts, and that the characters that they put in are related to the countries that you get to. Um, yeah. It's a bit controversial. They've done something it. with Encanto with it, haven't they? Yeah, I think so. So they're, yeah. they're, um, it was controversial when they did it because everyone was like, "No, you're destroying like the legacy of the ride. It's not about the other Disney characters." And and then mm. actually, when it opened, everyone went, "Oh wow, actually, this is really good." So yeah. I think um, it would be really nice to see if that's what they've done. They've not revealed that's what they've done, but it would be quite cool to know that. Oh my god, do you think we're going to get a remix of the song? No. <laughs> drum and bass (laughs) hilarious um but yeah i do i do love that ride um the other one that i really loved which i haven't talked about on the rest of the episode is um peter pan's flight um i don't know which are the boats fly over london and it's such an iconic ride at disneyland and it was one of the first that opened at disneyland in california and you sit on these boats and they, you go through the nursery and as you go through the nursery yeah. you like nana and tinkerbell flying off and the children are literally looking out the window you go through the window and then you're flying over london and as you look down you can see like the detail is like that they have like the skyline of London they have you see down you can see like all the streets and all the lights and yeah. the cars moving up and down the um the roads and there's Big Ben and like really like all the iconic bits of London and then you go round it and then you come round mm. the corner and there's like an illusion that you you London disappears and as you come mm. round the corner is Neverland. No flying over Neverland and it's so it's so and so cute that it's just yeah like... but that kind of works though doesn't it and they do you know it's that british twee yeah thing anyway and it's kind just always got a long cute but i do love it it is probably one of my favorite um sort of dark rides there um yeah but yes i mean i went i whenever i go to disneyland i always make sure i fit in everything i'm very good at Having done it so many times now, I'm really yeah. good at planning my time and knowing which parts of the parks to go into at certain points, which is going to be a time, um, which is the time that you're going to see the most characters and all of that kind of thing. So I'm quite good at utilising, even though I went for two days, I'm yeah. good at utilising those. You did fill on two days. Well, I mean, you know, while you were there going on all these lovely rides, uh, I thought you were doing a bit of homework anyway, weren't you? Mm. So um, as I was going round, I have recorded some bits and pieces. I thought our um, listeners would love just to feel the atmosphere. A little walk through of Disney, a la Tom. A la Tom, but feel like my excitement and just everything that's going on. Um, so, um, yeah, <laughs> I've got to apologise. Because some of it, I'm like so excited. <laughs> I like, run to ride, and I'm like, <laughs> like, like hyperventilating. You have a little hint of emphysema at certain places. Yeah. However, and it also, excitement for us. Don't also, worry. I was on proper summer holiday mode, and like any form of like exciting adjectives, um, just left my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, it's so amazing! It's exciting! It's so exciting! Like you know, it's exciting and amazing. Well, do you know what? Maybe we should listen to that roundabout now. Yeah. 
I've just come off probably one of my favourite rides at Disneyland um, and it's a bit of um, an odd one really because actually um, it's not a particularly fast ride, it's not a particularly scary, it might be spooky but it's not scary ride um, and of course that ride is Phantom Manor now, um, this ride is just phenomenal it is of course the um disneyland paris version of the haunted mansion which is the uh, ride that we see in the american parks now i love this ride because it just incorporates so much detail um and as we've already discussed about the story of uh, thunder mesa um the name of the a western town on Frontierland. Um, it just keeps the story going so well. Um, you know, we have the story of, of the bride and of the phantom, and then as we go through into the manor, we get all these wonderful details of all the things that are going to be coming. Um, for example, this really spooky conservatory in the garden, um, sort of laid out for, with a tea for two, like a little romantic tea for two. Um, and then when you walk in, you see all these wonderful portraits that sort of come into life. And this then leads you into what is the, um, the, the lift of the ride, which is basically um, this incredible illusion where it feels like you are falling and the room is getting longer and longer and across the either sides of the room you get these portraits that all of a sudden look really quite um lovely you know um, certain pictures that don't seem particularly sinister but as they fall you see the underneath which is really pretty scary so the way that these people die basically um, and then as you get to the bottom you uh, come through into the main part of the ride um, and every single little detail as you walk down the corridors into um, Phantom Manor is just incredible. All the portraits move when you're not quite looking at them or they look like they're following you across the, around the room and that leads you and just sets you sort of makes you feel a, bit, a, little, a little bit unnerved as you enter onto the ride. Um, and then of course you've got all of the incredible illusions in the ride like the Pepper's Ghost, the you then you, you've got um, the illusions that you see in, fan, in ha Haunted Mansion in America, um, such as the talking heads um, that sing the theme tune of the song um, and that is quite famous in the American parks. Um, and then it's, as you come out of the ride, it's then all the other little details which Disney do so well. So when you come out of the ride and you come out of the exit, Rather than turning right and going to the exit, you turn, go straight ahead. And this leads you to a part of this area, which is called, and I've got to walk back slowly so that I can find out actually the name of it again, um, which is called Boot Hill. Now, Boot Hill has um, a graveyard and has lots of very quirky little graves and funny little... Um, sort of uh, names and sayings and uh, quotes on these graves which I'll share on um, Instagram for everyone to have a look um, but these continue this storyline that is why this ride is just brilliant I love it um, and it completes this 
great area of Thunder Mesa um, with my other favourite ride, which is Big Thunder Mountain, which I'm going to go on next. So I'm walking through Thunder Mesa um, along to um, Big Thunder Mountain, which I have just been on. Um, and you can probably hear it in the background um, just how noisy it is and how much of an impact it makes um, on this area. Um, I mean, a whole of Disneyland is just one big noise, but this ride in particular, it just seems to crack through the rest of that noise and, and really, really, really state its presence as it goes past me just then. And I adore this ride and it's actually probably my favourite ever roller coaster and that's controversial very controversial but there's just something once again about the theming of this ride that there's so many things that you miss such as all the little animals on the mountain um all of the little um, buildings as you go along the ride um now this is a very fast roller coaster well at least it feels very fast it isn't the fastest roller coaster but it certainly feels it. And there's actually a very unique design um, of Big Thunder Mountain, because unlike the other Thunder Mountains, it actually goes underneath the lake um, and appears in the middle of the lake. Um, it has always, always, always been one of my favorites. Um, it's always best ridden on in the dark um, they get the full effect of all the lighting effects inside the ride um, and say so the bat's eyes and all of the um, different things like the um, uh, the fuse going up to the bomb at the end um, it's just what the, I, this is my probably my favourite area of the park now um, the two bits that sort of fuse together the Phantom Manor and Big Thunder Mountain um, sort of the, how they're brought together in this land it is just so perfect and is a gr brilliant piece of Disney storytelling um, you know it's always packed at the moment it's got a ride queue of 50 minutes um, and I have uh, at one point today had um, a, a line of about 110 minutes so it's popular it's a very popular ride and I think just because of that storytelling it just has always served the park really well. So yes, um, I think that is probably definitely one of the favourite rides I've ride, ridden today and I've always loved riding. Um, everyone who knows me knows I love a bit of food um, and particularly for me, Disney is all about the food. Um, I, I have to have a piece of um, Mickey-shaped food when I arrived and today I had um, a, a chocolate hazelnut bayonet um, which was delicious um, shaped as obviously as a Mickey um, which sort of hearts up to the film Princess and the Frog um, but I'm walking through probably never one of my favourite parts of the park the um, past Agrabah Cafe um, and um, sort of the Arabian um, style part of the park now um, anyone who knows me knows that I'm a massive, massive Aladdin fan. Um, and there's a lovely little hidden gem in here. And I'm going to have a little walk through here. So this is um, actually the um, little Aladdin walkthrough. You can hear the music in the background. Now, 
The Aladdin Le Passes Enchanté Aladdin is, of course, just um, a walk-through area and is a beautiful, beautifully made models telling the story of Aladdin. And I think it's always a really, it's a hot day, you're a bit knackered, you've been here for a couple of days and you need to just go and do something that is just a little bit more chill, is um, just a really nice little five minutes to do in the park um, and just go and have a look and remind yourself of the story, um, have a look at these beautifully made models. Um, and also, just in this area of the park, there's some really lovely architecture. Um, there's some really lovely shops. The Lion King shop here is really good and has lots of really good merchandise. But um, my highlight of this area in particular is the Agrabar Cafe. And I'm very excited because I'm going there in September when I come again with Martin. Um, but the whole theming of this um, restaurant is that you are in the Agrabar um, marketplace and so all of the inside interior is made up like buildings as if you're walking through the marketplace the food is obviously of all of Middle Eastern origin um, and is absolutely gorgeous um, so yeah with the buffet restaurants I probably would go to say um, Agrabar Cafe is my favourite um, of all the buffet restaurants um, so yeah if you come to Disneyland please give that one a go because actually there are a lot of buffets to choose from and I would say it's a little bit different it's not your bog standard you know tips and um, different Italian bits and just um, it, it actually gives you a sort of a nice different meal um, that you wouldn't expect in a place like this um, so yeah it's really lovely now um, another little hidden gem that a lot of people miss at Disneyland um, is Le Tanier de Dragon and it is the um, dragon that lives under the castle now this is of course um, Maleficent's dragon um, and I'm walking through the cave right now just to go and have a look now this is always another bit it's very cool down here it's very hot today um, you can enter the castle from this way you can use it as a thoroughfare to get you through from bit for a park from bits of the park from Fantasyland to the front of the castle um, and it's just nice it's nice and cool it's a bit wet down here and damp so um, yeah it's, it's a nice sort of little break as you go along the park now you can also from here walk directly underneath the castle and get a um, another sort of aspect look at the park which you don't normally get to see, um, which is, um, of course, down Main Street um, and up to the top of the Disney Castle, Disney Hotel, which is absolutely beautiful at this time of day. Um, so we're, we're about evening here. Um, and so the sun sort of gleaming on top of the hotel is just absolutely beautiful. Um, I very often found myself when I've been here and um, just just taking lots of pictures of just how beautiful it is. Um, and that's the one thing that's in, incredible about this park, actually, is that um, out of all the Disney parks, this park has actually been, sort of become known as the most beautiful of all the Disney parks, just because of its design. Um, you know, the castle 
had to be something special. It's you know, it's a castle that is um, in built in a continent full of castles so it had to be a castle that was pretty damn special not just a bog standard disney castle in america you can sort of go with anything because actually they don't have any castles the country's only you know nearly 300 years old um but here in europe we've got thousands of years of history and it's really important that um, whatever castle was built here in the Disney Park has got to be special. And I've got to say, it is beautiful. I walked into the park this morning and, you know, norm as I normally do when I first enter, burst into tears. Um, it is just so magical. Um, so, yeah, make sure you have a really, really good look around the castle. And another bit that's really important to remember is actually to go inside. Now, inside the castle is um, the story story of Sleeping Beauty told through stained glass windows and um, pictures, um, which um, have recently been all renovated, um, and it looks stunning. So, yeah, please take your time to look around that area of the park because... Um, there are lots and lots of hidden gems and gives you a chance to have a bit of a time in the park that isn't busy, isn't crazy. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually going to go to probably another one of my favourites. I love all rides in Disneyland. Um, but I'm going to go to another one now and um, I'm going to go on Star Tours. Now, anyone who knows me knows I'm a massive Star Tours fan um, and a massive Star Wars fan. Um this is another amazing piece of Disney storytelling um, and the way that um, it incorporates so many different parts of the, um, the, the Star Wars universe. Um, so yeah, I went on Instagram, I'll make sure I put some um, pictures so that you can see, but I'm going to go and give this a ride and then have a chat about it later. So I'm just entering Discoveryland, which is um, Paris's answer to Tomorrowland, which is um, this part of the park in both California and um, Walt Disney World. Now, um, when they designed this, it had like a much, uh, a very, very different, unique touch as the rest of this park has had. And it was almost done as a Jules Verne-esque um, sort of steampunk kind of feel to it. But sadly, I would say this part of the park has lost a lot of its identity. Um, and, you know, it's got Buzz Lightyear placed here, um, has got Hyperspace Mountain placed here, um, Star Tours. Um, it would be really lovely that if in this part of the park they just had a little bit of a rethink and just, I mean, what they have of the Jules Verne theming is beautiful and is stunning and it would just be lovely if they just tied it in just a little bit better that's just my thoughts really so I'm um, also now just walking slowly down towards Star Tours um, now anyone who knows both John and I they know we're complete Star Wars nuts and the moment I first went on this ride I can't explain how incredible it was now there is a hilarious video of um, myself and my cousin Holly one of the first times I ever went on this ride and I was filming, filming all of the incredible um, theming and 
Um, I, it's a good sort of five-minute video, and then in the last last bit, I turn to Holly, who just shrugs her shoulders. She just doesn't care. But yeah, anyway, this um, I love this part of the park. Um, I love meeting Darth Vader here. It's always a brilliant meet if you've ever got a chance to do it. It does get busy quite quick. Um, but it's always good fun. Um, you know, he's very, very intimidating, but it's just such good fun. And um, I've had got some really good photos with Darth Vader. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give Star Tours, Star Tours a go, and I will speak to you in a bit. So um, I have just come off Star Tours, and I can't explain how excited I am. This has never happened before. Um, I have been on this ride so many times, and it has always been in French. And I always, I've always had a, heard a rumour that if there's enough English people on the ride, they will revert to the English soundtrack, and they did today, and it was amazing. And not just that. I also got chosen as the rebel. My picture was taken and put on the screen to say that I was the rebel on the ship. Now, the whole premise of this ride is that a rebel is on um, the Star Tours cruiser that's off to a different planet and um, is found out and is chased by um, either the, the First Order or the Empire. Um, and it's it was just incredible. This a double whammy in one go. And I... I'm gobsmacked. I'm absolutely gobsmacked. This has never happened to me before. It is such a good ride. You know, the thing that's really amazing about this ride is that it has multiple options. I have never been on this ride and it'd be exactly the same as another time that I've been on it. Every time that you go on this ride, it is completely different. It has multiple options of different um, planets you can visit um, and um, this was completely different to the original where it was the same, um, you know, you went through the Death Star and, and through Endor, etc. Um, now something that I do love about this ride is they do have a little bit of a nod to its previous um, version that was updated back in 2011 um, here in Paris and they have the robot that um, was the pilot. Now, the robot is um, left in a little cabinet inside um, the cargo um, part of the ride. Um, and uh, as you walk through the lobby, you um, see this robot malfunctioning and being packed away. And it's just so cute. It's so sweet. And a li lovely little nod to its previous version of the ride. Um, so yeah, the whole premise of the ride is that it's like you're going on a tour of the galaxy with this company called Star Tours um, and you're going to departure lounge and the theming for this is just incredible, including R2-D2 and C-3PO. I just love it. It is such a good ride. I will be going on it again while I'm here, probably three or four more times. As I said, it's a different ride each time. So I have just arrived for my early magic hours. Um, it is day two in Disneyland Paris. I'm so, so excited. I just thought I would um, give you a bit of a run through as I enter the park. Now, um, Disneyland Paris um, has probably one of the most beautiful hotels as you enter, which is, um, of course, the Disneyland Hotel, which at the moment is closed. Now, this is due to a massive refurbishment, um, and this is going to become almost like a Disney Princess Hotel. 
And so as you enter the park, you come through the main forecourt and then you run under the incredible 30th anniversary decorations and under the railroad, which then takes you into Main Street. So as you come into Main Street, it is just beautiful. You can hear the music. There's cars driving around. And as you look back at the station, there is Mickey and Minnie in their 30th anniversary costumes. It's just beautiful. And then of course, down Main Street is the beautiful castle. I just love it. It's just the best, the best entrance into anywhere. It's fabulous, darling. Now, I absolutely adore Main Street. It is just the picture of Edwardian beautifulness. That's not even really a word. Um, but there's so many hidden um, features in Main Street, um, including a barbershop. Who would knew? In Disney, you can get your hair cut. It's amazing. Um, then, of course, you've got all these other little things, like um, near the dentist, you can hear someone having their teeth extracted and um, you can hear someone having a bath near Victoria's um, it's just they do Disney do everything to make you feel like you are in a place of that is real really and I just love it it's fantastic so as you come down Main Street, there are loads and loads of meets and greets. Um, there's Minnie, there is Winnie the Pooh. And at the right at the bottom, um, near the square in front of the castle, is Stitch. And I love meeting Stitch. I have just, there's so much fun. He just messes around with you and just makes it just such an enjoyable experience. And I have just met Stitch again. And it, it's just incredible just to hug these characters again after having had two years where when you came to the park you couldn't go anywhere near them they couldn't come anywhere near you it is just the most enjoyable feeling to know that you can interact with these characters again and even though it might seem a little bit you know um, I'm not going to spend my time waiting for characters and all of that kind of thing it is so worth it if you ever come to the park take some time especially if you've got like four or five days, keep a day where you know you're going to spend some time meeting characters um, just because it's so worth it and the pictures you can get from them is just something that will last forever, really. Oh my God, that was awesome. Thank you so much for doing all of that. That, that was a real insight, I feel. It was, it was so good. I just thought it would be nice just to have a bit of a a bit of a walk through the park and sort of an idea of sort of yeah. how I do my day and yeah, just all the lovely little hidden bits. We need to go it. together and we need to do it all again. Definitely. Because you need to show me how to do it properly. 100%. 100%. So I hear you've been doing your own homework, your own research. So something very exciting has happened in the last (laughs) couple of days. And I've been in the complete world of doing shows and not actually... Tom's been making his directorial debut. Well, it's not um, Debbie. I'm so sorry. Oh, right. Excuse me. Like I've been directing on this particular own... show. How do you want to play with this? I know you're oh, yeah. born a it's... director, producer. Slash I haven't. Actor. 
I haven't directed for the last six years. So this is the first okay. time I've directed in a long time. So my brain has completely been on that. My apology. That's okay. That's okay. I'll but yeah, Tom's been busy doing that. So I've been doing all the Disney research this weekend because whilst we've been recording this weekend has been D23. <gasps> um, D23, for those of you who don't know, is basically a, a yearly event where Disney announced everything that's going to be coming up on their slate, but it's not for the next year. They like to mention things for like the next couple of years, and then you'll get an update on that the following year when they release things like trailers and artwork and blah, 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 blah. So I just wanted to go through a few of the things. I saw a few of things. I was showing lovely Tom earlier to everyone listening, um, my very official notes that I've been making on an old envelope um so i was limited with space <laughs> so <laughs> you've got an envelope worth of stuff i've got from d23 ready amazing okay so the first uh, just thing. before i say anything i don't yeah, like because i literally have been so out of this i don't know anything john's about to say so i'm actually really quite excited i haven't had the time to go through it yet so i'm quite excited there is stuff that we're both going to lose our shit over oh, okay definitely Definitely, definitely, definitely. And there are certain trailers that I'm going to send into our little um, our WhatsApp when Amazing. we're done with recording today because there's things that you need to see. Okay, so D23 this year. The first thing that I wanted to talk about is, um, because we've talked on on various episodes so far about that, about the ident that you get at the beginning mm-hmm. um, of each movie and how they've changed over the years, um, kind of as technologies improved and everything anyway and as, as Disney has improved um, and this year not only has it been uh, 30 years of Disney, Disneyland Paris uh, we're doing 100 years of Disney as well okay so we have now got a new ident for all Disney movies um, moving forward from now where they have got very similar to the one that we just had so it's all obviously CGI and everything mm-hmm. and you're zooming in over the castle the castle kind of like um it's really detailed this time actually it feels bigger and grander nice. which you know watch it and have a look um and then we have our new uh walt disney 100 uh, at the bottom of it so it's they're obviously going to be pushing that for the whole of this year and really yeah. celebrating 100 years so that's the first thing we've then got some trailers that came up right. with some teasers now some were shown publicly um and some were some were only shown to um kind of like a select audience in d23 okay right. so some okay. of it you can see some of it they just talked about um first one is the sequel to enchanted <gasps> yeah so disenchanted we now we now have a trailer for disenchanted um it looks very farcical very mad cat yeah. um we are now 10 years on um giselle has moved to the suburbs, say, 10 years since enchanted come out that that's yeah, i know bonkers i know but this is the thing and this is one of the things that i do actually love about disney is that they're not afraid to kind of go back as we've talked about with various yeah. different sequels like bambi 2 and all that kind of stuff is they, they will go back i love they've got all the original cast back into it yeah um, apart from susan sarandon she's not in it but we've got indina menzel we've got um, patrick dempsey we've obviously got amy adams blah 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 blah, blah. Yeah. um and it is now giselle's a mother of two while she's she has a stepdaughter mm. see where we're going here mm. um and she has and she has a baby of her own um and basically she's moved to su- the suburbs but very loose version of the suburbs yeah. they all live in studying mansions do you know what i mean um and basically she wants to make it more fairy tale she makes a wish to make it more fairy tale this is all coming from the trailer so i don't know whether they've just given a little bit too much it's away not... from the trailer Maybe. because basically what we now get from this is she is going to be a bit of a wonder maximoff oh mm-hmm. because she is the stepmother 
and she tries to make things better, but actually it makes things worse. So okay, actually, so. Disenchanted was filmed not far from where we are right now in Oxfordshire and Berkshire. So it was, hey! it was filmed, um, I think the village was Hambledon, um, yeah. which is not far from Henley. Yeah. Um, so that whole it's filmed in the same village that they used they filmed used for everything like Killing Eve, um, Vicar yeah. Dibley, um, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, all of that yeah. stuff. Like your quintessential quintessential British village, basically. Yeah, basically, it's gorgeous. So that is all going to be coming out. Um, we've also got so you were talking earlier about um, Peter Pan and blah 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 blah. Yeah. Disney are loving a live action remake at the moment, so we have got a live action Peter Pan coming out. Um, that's called Peter and Wendy. I saw the post, post um, gorgeous. So that footage has now been shown within <sighs> D23, but it hasn't been shown outside of it. Okay. So we now know certain little bits and bobs about it being um, Peter Pan and Wendy will have equal screen time. So they're really going for this kind of whole equality thing, which yeah. I absolutely love. So she's now no longer like a bit of a backup character. So they're really taking the title very seriously um it's live action like i say it is coming out in 2023 and is it the piece um, of story yes it is okay yeah it is so that is so the cast has been announced and it has got all of the traditional characters in there oh. so i i now assume that they're going to be taking it from a different angle because obviously we've got people like tiger lily and all kind of that stuff that was going on in there. Yeah. So let's see how that's now portrayed um oh. in our kind of woke society that and we're in so it would be interesting to see sort of how they deal with the whole that Peter Pan is incredibly sexist and is like, you know, yeah. you are our mother, you yeah. are the person who cleans. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. So it's going to be, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to this actually. Um, and all the kind of kid actors came and stuff like that. Um, so they've all done their, their kind of chat at D23. Um, playing Captain Hook is Jude Law. Wow. Okay. Love Jude okay. Law. So Jude Law is now obviously building a relationship with Disney because this now takes me on to my next bit of information from D23 um, and that is Star Wars Skeletons Crew. Amazing. Okay, so this is going to be a TV series. Uh, Jude Law is in it. Yeah, yeah. So they've got him into Star Wars now and apparently it's being sold as um, like Stranger Things in space. Okay, so you've got a core cast of kids um for the main protagonist and then Jude Law and that's pretty much all that's out there so far. So we know pretty much nothing about it apart from these various little tidbits of information. But so I heard look. he was involved in some kind of Star Wars um story, but I, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I, I knew he'd been in so in hired for something, but yeah. So they've obviously now got him in some kind of deal, which is great. And let's just see how that kind of plays out. Um, off the back of that, I am so fucking excited. Um, Tales of the Jedi. Have you heard much about yes, that? Yes. So I, I've seen a little snippet. Don't tell me how I've seen it because I'm not sure. I've seen. Well, they've now got a bigger with, snippet out. It's something to do with like one of the episodes is to do with Ahsoka, isn't it? That she. Yeah. 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 Right. So these are a series of six shorts. They're all going to be released on the same day, which is October the 26th of this oh. year. Um, and yes, it's Ahsoka. So we're seeing her basically from birth. Amazing. So we'll get to see all of that kind of backstory of how she, how we finally first meet her in um, in Clone Wars, which is one of my favourite shows, where we meet her at the age of fourteen. So this is going to do the uh, the first fourteen years of that. And you've and you've recently just finished Clone Wars. 
I have now finished Clone Wars and I've started Rebels and it's fucking amazing and I love it already. And Rebels, this now takes me on to the next bit. So this is really Star Wars heavy. Funny that, it's me. Um, the next bit is the Ahsoka series. Right, so... Yeah. Again, no footage shown as yet. However, we are recording this on the final day of uh, D23. We're actually recording this on September the 11th. So I'm actually going to go and do some more research later on tonight and see see what's been released Star Wars-wise because it's going to be a lot of Star Wars stuff. We've already done Marvel and we've already done Pixar and we've already done the Disney classics realm and stuff. So I'm guessing today is going to be very Star Wars heavy and also Indiana Jones because that's now complete and ready to go as well Um, with Phoebe Waller-Bridger, um, who was also in Arrow One or Solo? Which one was she the Solo? Solo. She's the Millennium. Yes, she is the Millennium Falcon, basically. Yeah. Um. So she's obviously got a bit of a thing going with Disney now too. They do like to kind of grab people, and when that that relationship works, they really go for it, don't they? So expect to see a lot of her coming up as well. And apparently, she is tipped to now take over that mantle, basically, as the Indiana Jones esque character moving forwards from oh, this wow. final Indiana Jones film with Harrison Ford. Um, and apparently there will be a certain element of de-aging going on with Harrison Ford. So let's see how that works. Never know. It can go either way, can't it? Yeah. Um, with the Ahsoka TV series, um, basically that will carry straight on from Rebels. Um, so I'm really annoyed at this because I, of course I want to know information oh, don't I, oh my about God, it. I can't tell you. Rebels, right. So here's the thing. I already now know some stuff because of this. Um, so Rebels is set after like, like years and years and years after Clone Wars. Um, so uh, Anakin is already Darth Vader and you know all that yeah. kind of malarkey is going on. Uh, and Jedi's are kind of hidden in hiding, aren't they? Yeah. Really. Um, and so it's about this kind of ragtag gaggle of rebels, hence the name, um, and various characters have got kind of like a force sensitive and whatever. And basically, I now know that the end of Rebels, there is a character who's floating around somewhere. I don't know where they are because this will now pick up from finding where that character is and what's happened to him. So that character has now been cast. So we have various cast members have been announced. Um, other cast members that are going to be live action are Sabine Wren, so she'll be in it as well. So it does seem like it is going to be a very faithful kind of sequel series to um, I can't Rebels. Tell you how someone who watched Rebels from the beginning, that mm. this is literally I am losing my shit because it's like to see these characters in live action, to see these characters again and know what. Well, we'll see Thrawn as well. Sorry. This is the thing, like, we're going to so, see people, right? When... So Sabine, Sabine Wren has yeah. been announced. The actress is Natasha Liu Bordizzo. Yeah. Um, it's also going to still have Hayden Christensen in. Yeah. He's returning, so he will be Anakin Skywalker. And he's done, they're saying it as as um, Anakin again, rather than Darth Vader. So I'm thinking, is this going to be like... Flashbacks. With, um, yeah, flashbacks like we had in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Or will they now, now do some Darth Vader's? shit going down because obviously Ahsoka was Anakin's yeah. Padawan. Oh my god, yeah. I know. Um Ezra Bridger is going to be played by Eman Esfandi. I don't know much about him. Um quite hot though, just saying. Really? So I'm down with that, yeah. I'm all right. Um and then we've got a few other people that have been um been announced but not announced who the characters are. So we've got various actors okay. that are floating around. Um but we have got one saying uh, Ray Stevenson has been cast as a villainous admiral. 
So, you know, make of that what you will, but they're yeah. going to be drawn. So I'm I mean, I'm, I lost my shit in um, Mandalorian when Ahsoka turned to, I can't remember the character's name, and was like, where's Admiral Thrawn? I was like, ah! oh my God. Back then, back then, that meant very little to me. Really? No, there's so much. Oh my God, the rich history of Star Wars. Um, okay, so moving moving on, because otherwise I'm going to be here all day just raving about Star Wars. Um, we've got some more Marvel stuff coming up. We have Secret Invasion, which is coming out. This is... Yeah. Um, the, the trailer is out there, so you can okay. see that, and that's full. And this is now our first introduction to lovely colleague, Olivia Coleman joining Marvel, which to me is just fucking genius, because she is a wonder and an English treasure, British treasure, so she can say national treasure even um so yeah there was a trailer of that and we'll find out where nick fury's been that's the first thing that they do in the kind of trailer is you've been in space for the last few years what's going on also interestingly not got his eye patch so let's see where that goes um uh so there's now stuff out about the haunted mansion remake yes so that's happening that's going to be an interesting one um hocus pocus 2 there was a final trailer released um so we're now seeing have you seen the final trailer i have yes so I love it because we're now seeing um, the three sisters uh, as children. Yes. Um, we're learning more about the witch's law. So we're learning that their powers come into effect of their 16th birthday. We're then obviously looking at dual timelines because we're now looking at uh, a new three cousin, whatever you want to call it, of girls. It's blatantly a cousin though, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, of girls in kind of like today times. Um, and they're lighting the black candle and they're obviously going to be celebrating one of their 16th birthdays. So I'm guessing when this time around, we're going to have some modern day witches as well as Winnie and her mates. I reckon they said that looks fucking fantastic. And I know that there will be musical numbers in that as well. So that's awesome. Um, live action Snow White. There's been all sorts of dodginess floating around with that because they yeah. had um, randomly um, someone in it. Huh? So I randomly know someone in it. So do you? Yeah. Who? What are they doing? Someone, are they acting or are they behind? The I thing? can't say who they are, but I, I, they. Um, they play, I think, what they said, because they're an extra, but they're yeah, they're playing the feet and hands of the little people. I this is going to be that. really interesting because they're now being told it's not dwarfs, it's magical creatures. Right, okay. Because they had lots of kind of kickback on that area. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what they actually do do with that. Yeah, so he... Well yeah. up for it. He's well up for it. Also, we have a Latina Snow White this time around as well, which is going to be really interesting to see how that plays out too. Love it. Um, representation. Uh, another one, which is one I didn't know anything about, so this is exciting, is a... Well, I say it's exciting, right. No, it is, but it isn't, because we both have issue with the original movie. Not the original, the original remake. So it's a Lion King prequel. Uh, um, and it is a live-action Lion King. I did see this and sort of went, why? Uh, so it's called Mufasa. It's going to be done in a very similar way as um, Lion King 1. Point, well, kind of semi-Lion King 1.5 and Lion King 2, where it's going to be um, Timon Pumbaa and Rafiki talking to Simba about Mufasa. And so it's going okay. to be starting off as a sequel, and then we'll get prequel through flashback, um, which is interesting. Also, where are my notes? On my lovely envelope. I wrote down a fun bit of information earlier because they're not now saying that they are live-action remakes. They are, in fact photorealistic CGI feature length remakes that rolls off the tongue that's what Disney is advertising things like The Lion King um, because they're also off the back of this doing Bambi so 
that's not a D23 thing. That was me doing my deep dive. So I did a look at every single upcoming movie that's oh, either in development or in pre-production and bangers in their own race. They've now coined this phase of photorealistic CGI feature-length remakes. So, you know, the fact that you've seen a cartoon being shot and um, uh, another deer mourning the death of their mother. We now want to see that in real life. life. Yeah. Now Sorry, no, not real life, trauma. what's it called? Not real life. I think you'll find it's photorealistic, Tom. Um, right. Yeah, I know, right. So we'll see. I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad crazy about that one, but then I wasn't about the original one anyway, so that's fine. One thing that did make me lose my absolute poo um, was we now have our first trailer for The Little Mermaid. Mm. Right, so. I have seen it. Have you seen it? Right, okay, so. (laughs) I don't know. Okay, did you notice Flounder? No, I need to watch okay, it. Okay, so Flounder. Okay, watch it because Flounder. Because I've watched it a few times now to try and look at certain things and everything. Flounder is in there. I think from the very brief moment we see him, that they haven't gone quite as far as Lion King with their photorealistic stuff. Okay, so I feel like he is going to have a slightly, but we'll see. I don't know. He just kind of swims fast, but um, past behind Ariel in it. Um. I don't know how I feel. I'm really excited about it. I know that they are including four new songs mm. into it, but other than that, like they love to do, it's going to be a very, very faithful remake. Um, obviously, I love the fact that we have got a um, that we've got a, an actress series of color who's playing Ariel, which is fantastic. Um, I don't like her hair. Going to throw it out there now as someone who colors hair. That looks shit. And I didn't like the um, Ariana Grande, Mariah Carey twist. What <laughs> I was like, sorry, why? I know, but it nearly isn't. Have you noticed that? So it starts off with like the music playing, and I'm like, oh my god, this is so faithful, but it just sounds like richer and yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's played by a bigger orchestra and blah 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 blah. And then suddenly she does one bit and it's suddenly just goes, ah, 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 ah. and it's like, no, 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 no. Are you gonna become is everything gonna become like a over-the-top uh-huh. expanded pop song? So we're gonna have to wait and see with this one because again like with the with all of the remakes i've got slight issue with every single soundtrack that they've done so far with it like emma watson can't sing um another another thing that's been announced now officially is a descendants four yes i saw that will be coming out so they're moving away from those original characters that they had in the first three and it's now going to be centered on the daughters the daughters of the queen of hearts and cinderella so I'm guessing they will I'm absolutely I agree because obviously after losing um one of the cast members sadly Tim passing um and also all the others now moving on and and doing other stuff like Doug Cameron and Sophia Carson are now kind of going on with their music careers and everything and they kind of moved away from the Disney image definitely um but hopefully we'll still get to see some of the kind of supporting characters in that like Dizzy and people like that which kind of their character became more present as the uh the movies went on um, we got a trailer for season three of Mandalorian. I've not watched it yet. Uh... Okay, so really, really cool. There's loads more both times, so we're definitely going to see Mandalore um, in this series, and it's going to be very much centered on that. So going right back to that title of the Mandalorian, okay, and rather than moving on to kind of Boba Fett territory and stuff like that. So that's fantastic. And the other thing um, of this ilk that I want to talk about, which I absolutely lost my shit over majorly, is we now have a trailer for Willow. 
Yes, I haven't watched it yet, but I will be watching it. Fucking brilliant. There was no information about who was in it beforehand, and they are bringing back loads of uh, the characters from That's the original cool. movie, as well as adding in um, the the kid who plays Crimson Dawn in Solo. She's in it as a main character, so I love that because she's stunning. So she's obviously another person that Disney have kind of latched on to when they're like, yes, please. Um, they have brought back um, Joanne Wally, who plays Saoirse. So yeah. she is now in it, and you see her in the trailer, and I didn't Amazing. even know she was in it and recognised her kind of whatever 30 odd years on and was like Jesus Christ 40 maybe I don't know how long has it been since Willow we'll look that one up um, there are two little brownie characters in it called um, Roel and Frangine they're both in it so that's really cool I love they're doing that um, as I said in a previous episode I can't remember which one when we talked about Willow like we do in most of our episodes um, there are characters um, one of Willow's friends um, is going to be in it who was in the original movie so that's cute because he was just a bit part pretty much in the right. movie um, we also have now got Saoirse's daughter but she is not Elora Danan I'm guessing so the main people you haven't seen Willow it was um, about basically Willow Upgood was uh, saving this little tiny princess yeah. called Elora Danan and she was a baby uh, and at the end of the movie, she is adopted by Mad Martigan and Saoirse. So we're kind of thinking, OK, well, we're going to see her grown up. She is not in the cast list because I had a look. But there is a kid in it who is Saoirse's daughter. She's right. being um, named as Kit in the cast list. I don't know. Is that going to be some kind of a nickname? Is it going to be Laura Danan? Because she has to be in it, surely, if she's they fall back everyone else. So. Um, and also, the only other thing I want to mention on that is uh, Christian Slater is going to be in it. I thought that was quite fun. Mm. I know, right? Um, just to finish off, I just am going to give a list of Pixar shit that's coming out yeah. because it looks quite interesting, all right? We have got um, Elemental. Yes. Okay, Elemental is basically about fire and water. They're doing a bit of an inside out with that. Um, so it's going to be fire and water as, as actual beings. And they're called Amber and Wade. Um, the following year, we've got Elio coming out. Don't know much about this apart from it's an eleven-year-old kid who is transported to another galaxy and becomes like an ambassador with Ellie, with aliens. Don't know much about that. Um, the thing that was announced that I knew nothing about, which apparently was leaked the previous day, is a sequel to Inside Out. Yeah. So that's coming out. It's going to be focusing on Riley's teenage years. Um, interestingly, there was a bit of controversy around, and I'm pretty sure they said it was around pay and stuff like that always mm -hmm. is so we are not getting mindy carling and bill hader coming back oh. however they've also said so don't know at this point whether those emotions are going to be recast because they've also said that they're going to be focusing on new emotions that riley gets through her teenagers so let's see what happens there we're going to be having um i don't know confusion and stuff um and then there was a trailer for the santa clauses which I'm really looking forward to. That is a TV series sequel to the Santa Claus trilogy of movies. Um, it's coming out on November the 16th with a double episode premiere. It's got the original cast back of Tim Allen and um, Elizabeth Mitchell playing Mrs. Claus. And basically this is, the premise is very, very simple. Santa's going to retire. He now needs to find someone to replace him. So it looks really, really cute. It looks super feel good. I'm, I'm not sure. Going back episodes, to the original so, but, whole Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so we're going full circle. So basically, let's see if we can reboot the franchise but keep it canon. Um, so there you go. That's my my D twenty three stuff. But there was ah. so much going on, and like I say, 
and there's more there's today more star wars stuff yeah today so i am going to do some um, some research on that tonight maybe do a few more little updates on the instagram all right all right all right all right, all right. that's amazing thank you so much because literally i've not been able to catch up on it the last couple of days so it's been really good to hear all of i know it's been bonkers well from what was meant to be a little teeny tiny mini bonus episode, episode this is up being a very like long episode on about 14 episode epic bumper yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah all worth it though i think lots of really exciting i'm off to disneyland again in um, a few weeks time which is really exciting um, Martin's first ever trip to Disneyland I so. know I cannot wait to hear how that goes so yes it's going to be incredible and it's the weekend that Hocus Pocus comes out so I'm hoping for some Hocus Pocus bits while we're there so. oh my god I'm so excited about that because that's again that's another is that I know no it's that sooner than November when's Hocus Pocus 2 out uh, September the 30th yes the day we oh, get so, so excited. Okay, well, you'll be bringing yes. me back loads of Hocus Pocus stuff. Thank yes. you very much. So, yes, Stunning. thank you so much. And it's been good um, updating on D23. And Absolutely. Thank you for be... showing me the stuff about Disneyland. We will be back next, next week with week. another movie. Very exciting. Can you give us a little hint about what it's going to be about? Oh, it's very new, recent. A new episode. It's, it's very recent. recent. It's super it's recent. so recent. And it exploded, didn't it? It did Big explode. Time. Thank you all so much for tuning in and supporting us as we get through this little journey of podcasting. Um, we'll be back again next week, like we say, so we can't wait to bring all of the uh, Disney, Disney info your way. Thank you very much. See you next week. Bye. Bye. What films are you desperate for us to cover? Do you have any Disney facts you would like to impart with us? If so, email us at disnerdpod at gmail.com or you can follow us on Instagram at Disney underscore nerd underscore podcast and search for us on Facebook at We'll Make a Disnerd Out of You. And don't forget to hit subscribe and give us your five star ratings and reviews wherever you get your podcasts.